Welcome everybody to the Kim Barrett Show. I am your host, Kim Barrett, and on today's episode, we have Mr. Rowan Sheth from Direct Heroes. Now, Rowan, I've been across for a couple of years now. One of his businesses now focuses on how can you use Messenger inside, and when I say Messenger, I'm talking about direct messaging, um, whatever sort of messaging you want to call it, inside of Instagram DMs. So if you've ever seen anything like ManyChat or ChatFuel or any of the bot building softwares, this is a new one that's specifically for Instagram. And we tested it out as well and had a little bit of a play with it, and we can confirm that it works a treat. Now, if you're anyone that wants to grow their business using Instagram, Instagram, you won't want to miss this episode. A lot of cool insights that we dive into, as well as how can you pick up clients like Tony Robbins, Robert Kiyosaki, some of the big guns out there. How do you pick those guys up as clients as well? So without further ado, let's jump into the show. Rowan, thank you so much for joining us today, my man. Really appreciate you making the time. Thanks for having me, Kim. Absolute pleasure. Now, I always like to kick off the podcast with the same question every time, which is, if I met you at a party, we were just hanging out, chatting back and forth, and I said to you, Rowan, what is it that you actually do? What's your go-to answer? My go-to answer is I'm in the digital marketing space when anybody asks me because it's such a broad term. They're like, oh, what do you do in the digital marketing space? And they're like, well, I run three different companies. One is a software company in the Instagram world. One is a digital marketing agency, which is growrep.com. And the other one's an educational company where I help educate business owners, help go online through a company called digitalexpert.com. I love that. And we were just yeah. chatting before we started and all the stuff that you've got going, which is you've been a pretty busy guy. What's been some of the most exciting stuff for you over probably the last six months? Because I know you've had some rapid changes. What's been some of the most exciting like projects you've been working on and things that have been coming through for you? The last six months have been <laughs> outside of the world almost collapsing in and of itself. It's been interesting. So on the software side, we are one of the very first Instagram automation chatbots that we've that kind of been built for more the marketing world. We were very, very exclusive right till December of last year. And then January of this year, we started to kind of open up a beta. And then March of this year, just pre-COVID, when we went public with a with you know letting people come in and jump on. And we've had nothing but crazy influencers come on and have some crazy success. We've got a huge deal right now that we're working with that I'm excited to close. That's on the software side. The agency side has been fun too. You know, when COVID came in, we got slapped. We lost about and we were good for about two weeks and then we lost about 30 percent of our company two weeks later and i literally was just like okay here we go this is the covid pain but you know it kind of didn't really shift just kind of kept doing what we were doing and then slowly but steadily started to bring on some pretty big clients because we just kind of shifted the offer a tad bit on the agency and since then we've been fortunately enough to sort of bring on clients we were already working with dean graziosi as a client prior to covid hitting and then we just brought on click funnels and russell brunson and kind of managing some of his offers there and now also helping tony robbins's internal team with some of their offers that they're and the challenges that they're doing too. Just some small guys, just some small things in the works for you, man. I love it. <laughs> Do you mind delving into a little bit? Because I'm always interested. You said you were looked at pivoting the offer, if we want to use the yep. term that's thrown around everywhere to kind of yep. bring some of these guys on. What was the offer before and what was the change that like what do you think made the difference there? 
So funny enough, I did something completely different than most people thought an agency owner would do during pandemic. Before working with us, you know, we were pretty small retainer percentage of ad spend and kind of help you scale that offer. And that's kind of how we've been able to build it and kind of go down that route. But then what it ended up being was once we lost all those clients, it was like, hey, we've got all this bandwidth. What do we do with it? Like, because I didn't let my team go and like, you know, put them on furlough or anything like that. And I just said, how about we go up market and we start charging more than we were charging and keep the percentages spend more, but just do more delivery. Because we're not specialized on Facebook as an agency, we kind of known as like a multi-network traffic agency because we're running across like native, YouTube, GDN, search, et cetera. We just started offering instead of doing it a la carte, we just said, let's just package an unlimited network offer. It's just like clients can come to us. They can manage, we'll manage as many networks as they want for a higher retainer and we'll manage all of their content, all of their, and when I say content for their ads, so in terms of ads, video, Etc. Copy. So we just kind of packaged everything as one end, and we kind of took it to the higher end client, and it worked really, really well. It was a unique pivot. While everybody else went down market, I went up market. So it was pretty cool. I love that. And and just yeah. touching on what you mentioned that obviously you had a drop off, and from agency owners that I've been speaking with, there's kind of there's been like fifty percent had a drop, fifty percent have had an increase. What were the clients that kind of pulled back in that time? Honestly, it was perfect for us because it was the clients that were more in the small business realm where we were kind of pulling away from already. There were mom and pop shops that we just had for a long time. So we just kind of let them be. They were like legacy clients. And it was like, when they wanted to go, we totally understood it. It wasn't like, oh, we're losing you just because you know, we're losing you. But it was like more of like, okay, hey, yeah, you got to put food on the table. So no problem. So that's kind of what it ended up doing. But it put, like I said, it positioned us very, very differently. And it was kind of something that Matt, my, my business partner, and I've kind of wanted to do for a long time in the first place to just kind of go up market because his background came from he managed all the traffic for the olympics sky sports atp tennis so he's like i'm used to working wow. on these big media projects so he's like let's go back to, and we, we spend a decent amount currently but we wanted to kind of go back to maybe spending north of 100 million a year ideally because that's kind of what he's been used to managing in the past that's yeah. awesome with i love to dive into a little bit on the software side of things because you kind yeah. of piqued my curiosity with that before but before i do with clients that size with all those networks that you're running what's the team look like to facilitate that a majority of my team is in Canada. We've got a couple guys in the US for our US operations. We were actually June of this year, so like this month, we were actually going to be opening an office in the Gold Coast. Yeah, because we 40% of our business is in Australia, surprisingly enough. So we run a lot of volume in Australia. So we've got a decent amount of guys there. So biggest office Vancouver, second office will be in the Gold Coast. Combined team right now, I'd say full time, we've got just under 15 guys and including contractors that come in and go about 22 pretty decent size agency that we're managing for. Let's dive into the some of the Instagram stuff. So the software that you've got there, give us a little bit of the spiel. Because when I heard about it originally, I was like, this sounds really, really cool. And it definitely piqued my interest. Company's called directheroes.com. It's pretty much, if you're familiar with ManyChat or ChatFuel or any of those uh, Facebook chatbots, it's the very first Instagram chatbot, CRM, that we can kind of go down. The reason we built it a few years ago is because I kind of took Instagram seriously. About 2016 is when I started kind of you know playing around with it. And I noticed that that's when ManyChat was starting to come out 2016, 2017, but no one was focusing on Instagram. And I didn't understand it because influencer marketing was taken off, but there was no way of actually monetizing the audience. And I was like, well, if they just use the same theory here in Instagram, it's going to work. So we started building the technology out early 2017. Fast forward to into 2019, we had some pretty epic success stories. We'd worked with Dennis Rodman, VaynerMedia, 
talentless. So Scott Disick and his brand and kind of, we just went out kind of worked top of market, kind of helping to see if, if this is a proven model. And so even, you know, something that a USP that we have and all across the board from info to e-com and small business and everything in the middle, we just knew we had, we had something that we had to scale. That's when we doubled down last year, got the tech finished up and launched it to public March of this year. And since then, it's just been insane. Like looking at the type of clients that we currently work with, the results some of our clients are getting. And, you know, it's not a lot of people think you need to have a lot of followers on Instagram to have this thing work for you. We've had people that have had like, we had a tattoo shop out of Australia that had, I think, 4,000 followers. So very small, technically account. And we just kind of helped them do, actually, we did two epic case studies recently. The tattoo shop was one in Australia and a supplement company out of Australia. The supplement company actually had only 1,500 followers when we had them on. They did a simple giveaway campaign. Both of them did a simple giveaway campaign with come DM me X keyword and then share it to your story. And a lot of the power of the software was built for virality. So let's say, you know, you get your typical build your list, DM me a certain keyword, build the, the subscriber list. But then if you incentivize someone to say, hey, if you share this to your story, I'll give you an additional 5%, 10%, whatever the incentive was. And doing that, where it's like now you're tapping into somebody else's stories because you're looking at you know their audience that doesn't know like, oh, why are they sharing this brand or whatever. The tattoo shop, they booked themselves out for three weeks. The total sales came out to be just under $100,000 in sale off of a 4,000 person list. And then the supplement company was insane. We still haven't gotten final numbers, but I know that the, the story share campaign alone reached over 1 million people, just in impressions from just story shares. So like they had a huge spike in just followership because of the virality that we were able to grow from the story share campaign. So those are some simple, smaller level stuff. One that we're doing right now, Tony Robbins is running a challenge. This is completely organic, like zero paid because now, and I'll add some kind of stuff to it in a second too. So completely organic. We did just over 15,000, just over 15,000 Direct Hero subscribers. That's 15,000 people opted in. From there, we collected an email. So we asked for an email. 8,500 people gave us their email. 97% email open rates from that campaign. And in upsells, we've done over $44,000 in upsells so far organically. And I'm only tracking organic because I know we're running paid, but I want, I'm like, I want the organic side of this. So that's kind of just a little bit of teasing of what's been going on recently. Man, that's epic. I love that. I love hearing that. So I'm going to ask a few maybe like semi-technical questions or probably not, but for anyone listening, if they haven't played with ManyChat before, this might not make sense, but does it only work? Can you do, obviously ManyChat, you've got people comment and then you could automatically message them to bring them into the, or as a subscriber. Does it work the same or do they have to send you a DM to become a subscriber through Direct Heroes? So there's two ways you can enter. The best way to do it is the DM because what that does on the Instagram side is if your consumer opens a conversation with you, there's no limits to the amount of times you can communicate with them. So they don't have a limit barrier, right? So it's like if you do typical, like, you know, this guy, there's companies out there that do the LinkedIn outreach or I mean the Instagram outreach, et cetera. So like, that's the best way to do it. Then you can do the story mention, like I said earlier, where it's like, get someone to tag and story that can also open it up. What we suggest majority, like pretty much majority of our clientele to do is start with the DMs, like get them to DM you a keyword and then get them to go get you an email. Because as soon as you get an email and let's say you give them the incentive in their email, you know, are you building a list here, you're also building an email list at the same time. And then you're forcing the email open rates. So now your ISPs are loving the 97% open rates that we're getting across the board. Cool. Doing it that way. And so then you're building in a viral loop, like for an extra entry 
share this to your share. story or whatever story. it might be. Yeah. Okay. Share it to your story, then go take three friends of the most recent posts and you know the typical viral chatbot hack. We've tested multiple ways to kind of get the best virality out of it. It's just get them to DM you first because then now you can broadcast them and do all the other crazy stuff because you've got that list inside of the DMs. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. So broadcasting's available and you don't have any yeah. of those pesky like 24 plus one rules like ManyChat has at the moment or? So obviously with broadcasting now on ManyChat and on Facebook, you got to pay for broadcast. Instagram, you don't have to pay yet. But right now, yeah, you can broadcast. Right now, their limits is outbound 50,000 messages per account per day. So that's right. what they've limited, which is pretty good. We've yet to have someone that breaks that on our side, but it's a lot of messages going out and you're getting every single person is opening it at some point because until someone opens that message, it's still going to show them that one notification every single time they open in, they open up Instagram. Yeah, awesome. I love that. So yeah. why do you think ManyChat didn't do this or ChatFuel or any of the bigger bot platforms, if you will? Like, Why did they pass over Instagram? To be honest, I'm not 100% sure in the initial stages why they didn't. But then as we've kind of talked to, you know, we've talked to some pretty high level guys at Facebook, I guess during the time, from what I understand, and don't quote me on this fully, but from what I understand, what we've been told is that they had kind of certain rules to what they were allowed to do on certain platforms. And that's why now a lot of those guys are moving towards the WhatsApp and towards the iMessage, etc. But let's be real, any direct response marker that can get their hands on something that they can abuse, they're going to break it. And I think that's probably the reason why because a lot of direct response marketers did go and break and abuse Facebook bot marketing. And that's kind of probably why they had some sort of a hand tie. But when it comes to why specifically, I still yet to have an answer. No, I mean, I suppose it does make sense. And I suppose they thought it's like, well, we don't want to, when you've got guys like uh, Grant Cardone throwing out, you know, a message every 10 minutes type thing, when they get their hands on bots, it's like going to be pretty hectic for the back end and making sure that everything works smoothly. So yeah, Grant jumped on Dark Heroes about three weeks ago and he's been loving it. <laughs> yeah. Like if you see everything's DM me this, DM me that, DM me this. And that's, that's us managing a lot of the campaigns. We're definitely going to have to check that out because we talk, obviously, for anyone, I'm trying to, we're going to get him on the podcast soon as well. Jared Codling, obviously, when he did a lot oh, of yeah. stuff originally back in the day, is a buddy yeah. of mine as well. And the viral, the viral bot. Yeah, yeah, that obviously just worked a treat. And there's so many industries that it works for. So now taking that across to Instagram is going to be real interesting because there's some people that I know that just have so much and like so much interaction on there. And I've been getting asked for ages and I'm like, oh, it just didn't warrant at the time, as you said before, when yeah. what the, what your pricing was to, to kind of do it. But now being that it's it's a little bit more affordable, I feel like we're going to, be, we're going to go ham on this one for sure. Whoever takes it now, the fortunate thing is, you know, we've obviously been connected for a long time. So I'd love to help any of your clients or anybody out specifically, but like agencies are loving it. Like there's been, mm-hmm. obviously we've got the enterprise package. We've got one agency in like a week or 10 days. They've already put like eight or nine of their clients on just because they did one test campaign. And then it's like, we need to roll this out across all of our clients. It's like, well, hope it works. And it's like, oh no, it's worked. So much stuff that we could do with that. That's awesome. Yeah. And so you mentioned, obviously, it works heavily picking up that organic audience. And then obviously, you've got the viral sharing. But you can obviously pour ads onto it as well, right? If you put the post on Instagram, you can drop ads onto like and, and smash the post up to trying to get extra growth as well with it? Or Yeah. So interestingly enough, for the last bit, middle of April of this year, obviously, the easiest way to do it was swipe up and DM me. That was the call to action. You're running story ads or you're running it in a long form post in an ad, etc. Middle of April of this year, some of our Facebook reps actually out of Sydney, because we've got a couple of Facebook reps that we work with out of Sydney, leaked information saying that they were coming ads directly to DMs. And then once they told us that, we went and looked at some of our big spending accounts and it was already there. 
Now Instagram is just released or through the Facebook ads manager, you can literally just run an ad directly through the DMs. And if you have it connected through direct heroes, your call to action could literally just be DM me this word, you click a button and it goes directly to the DM. So you can run full on paid traffic to it now, as long as obviously your ad account has the feature for DM. I'm pretty sure they've fully rolled it out now. Yeah, it comes out of the send message function. I think most accounts in Australia have it there, which is which is pretty funky. Okay, cool. So you can send it that way. But obviously, like you know what I mean? Like obviously you're building that list and and that for the retargeting that you're gonna or the re-messaging you're gonna do afterwards. Do you wanna try like with like the Facebook bots you would do, you wanna try and get as much social proof on one post as possible? Is that still the goal or is it more so the goal just to get them into that DM? Yes and no. My big thing is get them into the DM. So I've got a post that I'm running on my Instagram page that I've been running just after COVID where we did a big giveaway on some free courses. And I'm just still running the same offer. If someone sees, finds it, finds the keyword and they DM me that keyword. So I'm still pushing back that same post, but the DM starts. And the reason why I want the DM to start it is because then I can broadcast a message them. And then what I'm doing after that is 24 hours later, I'm saying, hey, go and comment three people on this post and share it to your story. And I'll give you an additional course for free. And then that's kind of how I've built that. And the reason why on the Instagram side is you want to go DM first as well. Let's say if you've had an account, you haven't had the most amount of activity on it for a while, thousand to 5,000 followers and your engagement's just shit the bed, quote unquote. The best way to get it re-engaged is Instagram ranks DMs as the number one spot for engagement and interaction. So the more engagement you have in the DMs, the more overall your account quality score starts to go up. And then the more your engagement, you'll start to see extra story views, all the other stuff that kind of come along with it. Obviously, everybody's complaining that you know Instagram organic reach is shit to bed since TikTok came out. That's why I forced the DM first, because then it just brings everything else up along with it. Now it's not massive, but it even incrementally makes a huge difference. Yeah, it makes sense. Because yeah, my my story views can be it's like I've done reasonable followers, verified account, all this sort of stuff. And my yeah. my stories. But again, I've I've noticed that it does go up when I do get people messaging me back or, you know, I'll put a few memes in the stories for the day, then yeah. and people actually respond. The views go up as well. So it kind of makes yeah. a lot of sense. Would you also use Obviously, like for building the list and stuff is, is epic. And then when you are dropping new posts, say, for example, like we do the Kim Barra show. And yeah. if we had people subscribe to it and we've got an epic episode today with Rowan yeah. from GrowRev, would it be as useful or is it kind of a head over to the profile and see the new post, et cetera? Would it work as well as that to kind of drive the engagement that way? Yes. Interestingly enough, so with Dennis Rodman, we had two pretty epic case studies. He was trying to launch a podcast. We did a pre-release for every episode that where we they would only be able to get it in the DMs. So it's like they had to be able to, and both the case studies was only through the DMs. So it's like, if you wanted to hear the, you know, the hidden version or the, the Dennis Rodman version was just in the DMs. Another one that we're testing right now, and it's working really, really well, let's say for podcast specifically, when you're launching a podcast is you get them to DM you first, and then obviously you release your podcast whenever you have it, if it's a brand new list or, or whatever. And then you incentivize people to say, Hey, go write me a review on iTunes or on Spotify and share it to your story. And I'll give you a 15 minute coaching call or whatever. I'm just kind of throwing some something out there. So now you're yeah. forcing that engagement and you're forcing the growth of your podcast as well for people sharing, liking, et cetera. Because there's a lot more you can do, but you're keeping it exclusive where people are like, where are you getting all of this stuff from? But it's only happening inside of the DMs. Now I've got to ask, because you've thrown out some pretty epic names in this podcast okay. to people. It's just like my, my close personal <laughs> friend, Dennis Rodman, Tony Robbins, ClickFunnels, all this sort of stuff. How did yeah. you get in the mix with all, all of these guys? Because I think for everyone listening, is they're just like, hang on, this guy from Vancouver, was just killing it over here. How does it come about where suddenly, Erod, let's say, let's do some stuff together? 
Yeah. So Dennis Rodman actually, so when we started kind of working with, when you you and I first reached out about Direct Heroes, we had a couple of guys that were like, you know, working in and kind of helping us get some big names onto the platform. And they were the ones that were fortunate enough to bring it and kind of test with some big names and kind of show them what we did. Like I said, we had the case study with Talentless. We shared that to them. Uh, Dennis Rodman was launching all of his stuff. We did a similar test run with Dennis Rodman then that was like, hey, he's going to launch the podcast and he's going to have his thing that he's doing anyways. And it was social, but then he built a very specific. So if you're on e-commerce, this was a cool case study. So he ran a merch, a brand of his that he only wanted to keep exclusive. So he didn't want to do the typical you know, every launch day, blah, blah, blah. He did a, a limited amount of t-shirts or whatever merch that he wanted to sell. And it was only if you were inside of his DMs the broadcast list, did you know when they were up for sale? And every single month we did a broadcast, we sell it, sell it, 40,000, 50,000, 40,000, 50,000 in sales. And then now, now you're adding virality because people are like, where is this Dennis Rodman merch? No one knows about it. The only place to know about it is in the DMs. So that's kind of how it started. It originally was networking on the GrowRev side, some of the clients that we've worked with. Fortunately, like I said, been in the industry long enough to now network and kind of build a pretty solid, stable foundation of clients outside of the big guys that we brought on this year and just kind of kept true to what we've always done is just provide value first. And that's kind of how we've been able to network and work our way up, even in Australia as well. I love that. And I think that's the most important. And it's it's the same thing that we've done. It's like when I look back at the clients that we've worked with and things that we've done, it's like it's only come about from adding value to other people. And then they're like, oh, so we were even chatting before. I'm like, oh, I've got a client that I can probably send across to you guys. And then, you know, and it's just because I've known of the reputation in you guys in the industry for a long time. And it's it really is that time on field because I've found with so many people coming into the space that are now... Facebook agencies when they've done their two-week course and now they're, and they're still working in their mom's bedroom, but that's all right. Yeah. They've, they've got an agency now. It's like yeah. the people that have had businesses and been doing this for years and years and years are the ones that start to obviously filter to the top. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like Matt, myself, I've been in the obviously digital marketing world coming up. I'm coming up on nine years, did affiliate marketing stuff before. And then Matt was mm-hmm. in it prior to, and then we partnered together. This will be our sixth year running the company together. So it's like, you know, it's just been one foot in front of another every single day and just kind of continue doing what we're good at doing and provide more value to people. And, you know, that's kind of even seen what you've done in Australia. It's been phenomenal too. As we get towards the end of our time here together, I always like to ask one question at the end of the podcast, which is the same every time, which is, What's one question that I didn't ask you that I should have? The one that usually people ask right at the beginning is kind of my background and kind of how I got into business. I'm like that's that would have been one for the audience to kind of know. Would have been you know a lot of people have their typical build their businesses from a rags to riches story. Mine was actually went from extreme wealth to rags to now you know fortunately enough built what I have today. The backbones of just persistence. Give us a little bit of that from Extreme Wealth. Where did you start? What happened? And like, obviously, we've heard a bit of the bounce back on what you're doing now, but give us a yes. bit of that precursor. So born in, originally born in India and traveled all over the world by the time I was 11 years old. My dad and my uncle had built, which was the largest travel agency in India at the time. They owned an airline at the time. People that know airline today, Emirates, I was on their very first class flight. My mom still has a certificate of it back in the day. It was like when, what was it? I think it was like two drivers, three maids, two cooks. Like it was nuts. The lifestyle that I'd seen, I didn't even know what economy class was till I was 11 years old. So that's kind of the lifestyle that I saw when I was 
from zero to 11. Parents gave all of that up in India and kind of come to Canada to give my brother and myself better lifestyle because living in India, the lifestyle wasn't the greatest. And there were some family things that went on. And fast forward to, you know, went from at the age of 12, never see my mom work a day in her life to having to see her go get a job, which was definitely a reality check for me. That kind of lit a different fire. I was like so confused from like 12 to 15, like what the hell just happened? Like, yeah, I love living in Canada and all this stuff, but it's like now whenever we travel, I'm traveling at the back of the plane, on the front of the plane. Like I don't have any maids, I don't have any drivers, what's going on? And it was just one of those situations where just balanced, it showed me the opposite side of what life can be. And I'm grateful, very, very grateful today for being able to go through that because everything else since the age of 15, I've just been hustling and working and just been from the perspective of I want to live that life again, but I want to do it from a place where it's like I've achieved it because I know what I've the value that I've provided to the universe. That's awesome, man. I love hearing a bit of that. So, And it's pretty interesting as well because then when you do see the other side, you also know what's possible because I I think for some people, even if they start off in the rags, if you will, from the rags to riches, it's like you don't know what's on the other side. Like if you're just kind of growing and pushing, you said if you don't get to sit at the front, you don't know what the front of the plane is like. And it's like I remember the first time I ever sat in business class or first class, I was like, I'm never going back and going back. (laughs) Like I don't ever want to sit back there ever again. For anyone that's listening, obviously we've we've mentioned a few things here, but if they like, cool, I want to find out more about what Roland's up to, what's the best place for them to connect with you online? Instagram is probably my most active. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, Rohan underscore chef. Facebook, you can just add me as a friend, DM me. And or just if you're interested in grabbing the software, just go directheroes.com. You can grab the software right there. And or if you want to know more about the traffic stuff that we do, maybe connect through Kim. And if it's something that you guys can help, great. If not, Kim can connect us on the traffic side there. Beautiful, man. Love that. Well, again, thank you so much for jumping on and making the time today. Really appreciate you jumping on. Absolutely, Kim. Thanks for having me. Awesome, man. Thank you. (laughs) 